How we doing, family? Doing all right? Man, they brought the big boy out the bullpen. I'm ready. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. It's, uh, it's good to see you. Before I put this baby in gear, I want to give honor where honor is due. Um, and I just want to honor our lead pastors, Pastor Justin and Stephanie Daly. Can we give it up for them? I'll tell you, their commitment and their love, it's, it's something beautiful. Man, as uh, Pastor John had, had indicated, it's, it's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. Who has not done shopping yet? Who has not done? It's okay. Come on, you're in church. Don't lie. There you go. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. But man, the Christmas story, it's all about Jesus, all about the, the birth of Jesus. And if I was to give this message a title, write this down on your message notes section, it would be a child is born. And man, I love children. I got, I got four of my babies. I got all four of them actually right here. And, and if it was up to me, I would have four more. I love children. And so Nelson, I know you quit on me. Uh, but anytime you're ready, you let me know and uh, we could be fruitful and we could uh, multiply. But I love children. I love children. If, if you're ever looking for me in the foyer, uh, I'm not just sleeping on the job. I'm, I'm in the back uh, playing a little bit of Mario Kart with your kids and whooping them up. Uh, we, we love Mario Kart up here. A little, little, oh, you love, uh, Brittany, how you doing? Good to see you. But I love children. I love children. I, again, I would love to have some more. But I got some dad advice. And so this is not for the current dads. It's for the dads-to-be. And so if you're married in here and, and you're thinking about having some children, you're going to want to take some notes. And this is going to help you. And so you got to be ready. You got to be ready. The, the third trimester, is that what it's called? It, it, you know, when your wife, she, she's, she's moving around a little slow. Uh, um, and so, so, but you got to be ready because you go from zero to 100 real quick. Like the contractions come. Come on, current dads know what I'm talking about. The, if you're not a dad yet, I'm telling you, write down some notes. It's going to help you. And so what happens? The, the, the contractions come and the pain is coming. Maybe the water breaks and you're like, oh, oh okay. And you can't pack your bag then. Like, you got to have your bag ready, and you got some essentials in there that you need, a, a protein bar, maybe some water, some Advil, uh, some Listerine, a couple of dollars for the valet guy. And so what happens? You get inside the car, and that car better not be on empty. Like, you got to have fuel, and you already have to have the route. You can't be putting it in. Like, you already have to know. This is your job. Like, you are playing a supporting cast in the delivery of your baby, of the, of the baby being born. And so what happens? You get in the car. You get in the car, and, 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 and she's, she's sitting next to you, and you're driving, composed, and you go to valet. You need valet because you can't park in the, in the uh, uh, parking lot. It's so far, so give the guy a couple of dollars, and you go in there. And what happens? Registration happens, and as you're registering, they're going to ask you a question. Epidural or no epidural? Like, that is the question, and that's not your decision to make. That is all her decision to make, and you just got to ride with it. And so she does epidural, which epidural is your friend, but, but that's, not, that's not biblical, nor is it medical, uh, but, but it was my friend at least. And so either way, if she wants to charge on, let her charge on. You're supporting staff here. And, and so what happens? You get into the, to the delivery room, and everybody has a, a role. Everybody has a spot. Like the, the doctor comes in, and he got the mask on, and he got the gloves. We got a little clicking sound back here. I don't know what it is. If we could try to see what that is and we could cut that out, that would be great. But, but everybody has a spot. The doctor, and he's ready to go. Then you got, then you got a, 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 the nurse or the midwife, right? And she got her spot. Uh, your wife definitely has the spot, right? She's the, the, the center of the main attraction. Like, this is it. So she has her bed, and, and she's ready to go. And, and she's, she's yelling, maybe saying some obscene things that, that a wife should not be saying. But, but, but you're just there to support and so what happens? You're like this lone ranger. Like you're just like, where do I go? 
Where do I fit in? And you got two spots that you can take. I'm telling you, if you're not taking notes right here and you're going to be a dad in the future, you're missing it. You're missing it. But you can either be a player or a coach. And if you don't remember anything else, players get injured. And so the player is like a quarterback. <laughs> a player is like a quarterback. Like you're right here, ready. Right? You, you're, right? Or you could be a coach. And if, if you're just taking my advice, I would advise you to be a, a, a coach right here for support. That you could whisper, like a little pat on the shoulder, because players get concussed. Players, they get injured. And that's what happened with our South Orlando location pastor. This is a true story. He's in there. He wanted to be a Dan Marino. He was, he was ready to go. And what happened? He started breaking out in sweats. He couldn't take it, right? Because what game, game time, when it's game time and things are, right, like it's ready, oh, uh, right? And so you're, you're ready to go. What happened? They had to actually evacuate him from the room. They had to move him out of the room. So much so, he missed the, the birth of his baby. And it rocked him so much. I actually got his permission to share this this morning. Uh, the second baby that he had, he wasn't even in the room. He, he, he refused to go in there. And so that's a little bit of advice. You can send me a, a gift card at eddie.rivera at theactionchurch.com when that happens. But I love children, man. And, 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 you know, some children, they look just like their daddy, right? Some children, look, I still got the clicking now. He's over here. Let, let's get a team out there in the back. Uh, that would be fantastic. Don't, not, not you. Not you. We got a team for that. But, 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 but there are some kids, some children that look just like their daddy, like uh, a spitting image of their daddy, man. But, but you know what? Looks... Looks can be deceiving. And I was, actually a couple years ago, I was, I was going through the, the channels. I was a little surfing, uh, uh, channel surfing. And I don't got, like a lot of you guys have, 15, 20,000 channels on the direct TV or the illegal box. I'm a pastor. I can't have the illegal box. But, 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 but I'm, I was going through about the 50 channels that I do have. And I came across a show uh, called Maury. <laughs> Maury. Maury. Maury, and, and I didn't know what it was at the time, and oh, okay, nice little talk show, and it's in the afternoon, and, and so what do I do? I, I, I look at this, and you got a lady here on this side, right? And she's on a, on a, on a chair, and then you have a screen in the middle, and then you have a, a, a guy, a man on, on this side, and, and, and she's, she's highlighting these features, right? There's a side-by-side, -side, a baby, and then, a, and then the guy that's sitting down, and she's like, I'm 1,010% sure that he's the daddy. And I'm like, okay, great, all right. I, I, I don't have any context to the show. And, and this guy here, he says, no, I'm not the daddy. So, and the whole crowd starts booing. And I'm booing, I'm boo, yeah, boo. You dirty dog, like how, how dare he deny his baby? And all of, all of a sudden, Maury, this guy, the, the talk show host, he sits back in his, he said, hey, but the results, the results are in. And the crowd goes crazy. I said, oh, my goodness, they got a paternity test. Like, so I'm cheering. The crowd is cheering. And he says, in the case of blank, you are not the father. I said, oh, the, the audience, the lady stands up. She runs to the back of the platform, back of the stage. They give her chase. They, they start, and she's on the floor. She can't believe it. And as I was preparing for this message, I thought about that. I thought about the humiliation of that lady. That she went on public television, national television. And she professed a statement, 1,010% sure that he was the father. Embarrassed. 
And with today's technology, think about that little baby. Maybe growing up now, a couple years later, everything's on the internet now, and sees his mom embarrassed, crying, hurting. And I got to thinking, as I was preparing for this message a couple weeks back, I got to think about my day in eternity, my day where I go face to face with the creator of the universe. And what is he going to tell me? Like when my time here on earth has expired, Will I hear, well done, Eddie, my good and faithful servant, my son. Come, I'm going to make you ruler of much because you've been faithful with a little. Will I hear, the book of Matthew says that many on that day will hear, no, I, apart from me, I never, I never knew you. You see, all of us, all of us that are listening, all of us that are here, all of us on this earth have been created by God. But that doesn't mean that we are all children of God. And the results are in. And the question I have for you, is who's your daddy? There's DNA strands that validate and confirm that you are in fact a child of God. And the first thing, if you're writing notes, write this down. Fruitfulness is the first DNA strand. Fruitfulness. Jesus says you will know them. Them, children of God, disciples, by their fruit. A good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree produces bad fruit. And we're going to go to the gospel of Luke. To further illustrate, that we all right? We, we, we took a quick turn. It was like a little 180. We were with Maury. We were all cheering. And then, whoa, whoa, I didn't see that coming. It's all right. We're going to make it. We're going to make it fruitfulness out of the Gospel of Luke, 13th chapter, verse 6. This is a parable that Jesus gives. Short, but so powerful, so full. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. But he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I've waited three years, and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. It's just taking up space in the garden. The gardener answered, give it one more chance. Leave it another year, and I will give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get figs next year, then fine. If not, you can cut it down. This is an illustration of who God is and who we are. Make no mistake about it, the parable highlights that he's the man who puts us, the fig, or the people on this earth. And there's an expectation the gardener, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit can attend to us, or the advocate, that if we are connected to God through Christ Jesus, that the advocate is with us and empowers us. But there's a time, there's an expectation that we as children of God will be fruitful. So what are we talking about? Fruitful of what? Like what type of fruit are we talking about? Are we talking about bananas, apples? Like Eddie, I'm not, I'm not tracking. The Bible clearly states in Galatians that there's fruit of the Spirit. And so if you're a child of God and you have God living in you, the Holy Spirit living in you, you will showcase and demonstrate and be fruitful with these type of fruit. So what is it? It's love. As I'm saying this, I, I want you to be honest with yourself. Like, like real love, and we'll talk about that in a second. Joy. Not happiness. Happiness is tied to circumstance or situation. So I'm happy today, I'm happy now, and after the service I may be a little sad or a little bit mad. But no, 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 joy. And knowing who you are and whose you are. A child of the most high God, that no matter com what comes your way, that you have this joy, this unspeakable joy. Peace. Like a real peace. When your daughter's in the hospital, 
man, I didn't even say this first service. Well, well yeah. When they say, hey, yeah, this is, this is what's going to happen. You say, yeah, I, I know what you're telling me. But my God. And you have this peace, this peace that surpasses all understanding, as the Bible says. Patience. You have patience. I'm not talking about waiting in line at home goods. I'm talking like, like patient in the sense of, of not giving people full retaliation, not being easily angered, like, like giving people grace, patience, patiently waiting on the Lord to move. Peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are attitudes. This is a posture of the heart, not just Bits and pieces of actions. People could have an action of joy or an action of love. That's not what I'm talking about. Because actions without a right posture of heart or the right attitude is just straight legalism. Like I'm talking about this is who you are. And as you walk with Christ more and more, the, the bouquet of fruit will continue to, to be showcased more and more and more. And there's an expectation that if you're a child of God, that, that you will bear fruit. And in the, the gospel of Mark, Jesus is, is going into the, to the town. It's Passion Week. It would have been March. And in March, the, the fig trees would, would not have been uh, fully ripened. But fruit would indicate, or I'm sorry, leaves rather, would indicate fruit. So what happens? He, from afar, he's hungry and he sees leaves. And so there would be somewhat edible fruit on the fig tree. But finding none, what does he do? His first destructive miracle, he curses the tree. All leaves, no fruit. And if I'm honest, that was me for many years. Put out a facade. Put on a, yeah, I got it all together. But no fruit of the Spirit. We, children of God, will be fruitful. The second thing, the second strand of DNA will, is obedience. Children of God will be obedient. And, uh, man, a couple months back, um, Nelson, I was going out to play golf with Pastor Justin and, and uh, get whooped up on uh, by him uh, a little bit more. And, and so uh, I'm a little late, and Pastor Justin doesn't play. If he says tea time's 8 a.m., like, we got to hit, uh, like, we're literally on the tee box, 7.55. Like, don't be that guy, right? Just don't be that guy. And so I'm, I'm in a hurry, and I'm, I'm getting out uh, the, the, the house, and, and Nelson calls me. She says, hey, I, I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. Nelson's my wife. 20 years, I love you so much, beautiful. A little, little side plug there. Uh, and, and so she says, hey, come on in, come on in. I, I got to talk to you. This is very serious. I had a dream last night, and uh, it was so vivid. And I'm like, uh, can we talk about this? And she says, no, no, you got to hear this. You got to hear this. And she says, it was so vivid. I know that this is going to come to be. I know this, this is going to come to pass. You got to hear this. And she says, you were in a green room, and you were about to take the platform, and, and you, were, you, were, you were getting prepped, and you were getting, and I, I'm like, Conor McGregor, I get ready. I, let's ride. Let, you ready? Like, so I'm, I'm a little fired up, and I'm like, yeah, that, that, that's, that's probably real there. Okay, what's up? And she says, I, I looked on your arm, and you had a tattoo, and I have tattoos. And, and she says, yeah, but it was right here on your forearm, and I don't have any tattoos on my forearm. And she said, they had some letters on it. And she says, it said S-H-A-M-E. A, she says, what does that mean to you? And she, I'm talking about, she is serious. And so I'm like, oh, man, I got to give her an answer. All right, like, and I said, uh, SeaWorld, Shamu, like, and you could tell there was a disappointment. There was a sadness. And I went on on my day and lost to Pastor Justin and the boys in golf. And 
Monday night comes. We have a family small group where we gather our children and we pray and, and we lay hands on each other and, and we talk about the highs and lows and we open up scripture. And man, it was a powerful night that night. And then Nelsa afterwards, she says, hey, I, I got to see you in the room. I said, oh, okay. Right, like, you know. I'm like, man, I must have pastored my kids real good that night, right? Already. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So I go in there and it wasn't that. It wasn't that. She says, uh, she says, I got I gotta talk to you. I got I got I gotta tell you something. She says, S-H-A-M-A, Shama. Shama is the only translation in Hebrew to mean obedience. Obedience. The only thing that, that translates to, to, to obedience. And I look up at my, my vision board that we had created in January uh, or in December of, of, of 2019 leading into the new year. And it said trust and obey. And I said, oh, man, ain't that, ain't that something? Like, yeah, that's, that's our word, baby. We're going to obey. Shama, that's our word, baby. And it was a beautiful night. We prayed about it and, and really committed, recommitted God. Like, whatever it looks like, whatever it is, we're going to be obedient, Lord. And the next morning I get a call from our, our Winter Park uh, prayer coordinator, Louis Lugo. And he says, hey, pastor, how you doing? I say, I'm doing great, man. What a great night last night. And was just sharing the testimony of what a beautiful night and the word that God gave me. And he said, did you not get my text message from last Wednesday? I said, no, man. He says, check it out and call me back. This was the text message. Brother, there's a stir, the Wednesday before the Saturday. There's a stirring that I can't shake. Don't know what it is. I'm praying for you and Nelsa. I hear the Holy Spirit repeating this word. I had to look it up. The word is shama. In Hebrew, there's only one word for obedience. It's shama. And I pulled over my truck. I was on 4th I pulled over my truck, and I began to just cry and weep to God. God says in John 14, 15, if you love me, you'll obey me. I said, God, what, what is it? Is it a secret sin? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it something that I'm doing that's stopping and blocking and hindering what, what you have for me, all that you would have for me? God, what is it, Lord? What is it, Lord? I want to obey you. I, I love you. I thank you for rescuing me. I thank you for, for taking me out of captivity and, and, and repurposing me and, and for allowing me to be used by you to, to bring you glory and seeing life change every single day. Thank you, Lord. What is it? And he would give it to me. Obedient to his leading, obedient to his word, and obedient to his commandments. Obedient to his commandments. And then he would bring me to 1 John. 1 John. And so many people were, were asking God for something. And then we're, we're waiting on an audible answer. But God most likely is going to speak to you by his word or through his word. His living and active word. And I really just felt the impression of the Holy Spirit on my heart. 1 John. And really a leading of, of I was to read 1 John every single day for 30 days. And I prescribed 1 John to so many people. Uh, you have to read it. It's only five chapters long. And so I open it up. And, and Shama, Shama, Shama. Sh chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. If you let me, you'll let me. Shama, Shama, Shama. And we're going to go to scripture right here. Check this out. Because children of God will be obedient. Obedient to his commands. Here we go. 1 John 2. Dear friends, I'm not writing a new commandment for you. Rather, it's an old one you have had from the very beginning. The old one? This old commandment to love one another is the same message you heard from before. What, you remember decades earlier, 
The Pharisees and Sadducees, are, they're asking Jesus, hey, what's the greatest command? He says, love your God with all your mind, your heart, and your soul. And the second is like the first, love thy neighbor as thyself. It's not a new commandment. It's an old one. 1 John 4, 7 through 12. Watch this right here, family. This is it. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God. That's not me. That's Bible. For God is love. And real quick, let, let, me, let, me, let me clarify and define what type of love this is. But again, let me tell you what it's not. There's a type of love called phileo love. That's where we get uh, uh, the word Philadelphia, the state of uh, uh, Philadelphia where, where brotherly love, brotherly love. And let me, let me articulate what that looks like. I'm a Dolphins fan. And, and uh, uh, imagine the, the, the Dolphins are, are in the Super Bowl. It's been a long time for that, but, but just, just try, to, try, to, try, to, try to picture this. And then I'm at the Super Bowl, and there's another fan next to me. He's a Dolphin fan, like diehard Dolphin fan. And the Dolphins win the Super Bowl. Everybody going crazy. And, and him and I look at each other, and we, we eye to eye, and he says, I love you, bro. That's, that's not what we're talking about here. That's not what God's talking about here. Then there's eros love, where we get the word erotic, sensual, Marvin Gaye. Right? We got our family pastor, Pastor John. You can meet him in the foyer afterwards to get a little bit more elaboration on that. You're, you're welcome, Pastor. Yeah, he'll be able to walk you through that. But then you got agape love, a, a love that, that begins with a decision, a sacrificial love. And children of God will be fruitful, and children of God will love others in this way. Children of God will be obedient to the command of loving others. The third strand, the third DNA strand is freedom. Freedom. Eddie, free from what? Free from a lifestyle of sin. Uh-oh. Freedom. A child of God will, will have freedom from a lifestyle of sin. Let me clarify real quick. I'm not talking about without sin. In 1 John the eighth chapter or eighth, eighth verse, it, it says uh, of the first chapter, if we claim that we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living the truth. What I'm talking about is no regard for it. Like habitual sin, premeditated sin. A child of God, well, better yet, sin will be present, but no longer will you be a slave to it, as we were singing in that song earlier. That it would not be the dominating force in your life moving you throughout this journey. And you got three things working against you here. You got three things working. You got the world, which is a system that goes contrary to the, the children of God with, with the hatred that's in this world, the, 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 the world that has imperfect people who make imperfect decisions and, and hurt us and betray us. And then you have, you have Satan. And he's not a fictitious character. You have a true enemy. We battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, authorities in this unseen world. And you could be naive or you could say, no, that ain't me or that ain't true. But it is. He's referred to as the accuser of brethren, the father of lies. Like those whispers that you're less than and that, that, that you'll never get over it and that you've messed up too much. That's him. That's him. And then you have you. 
that, that, that even though you, you may have accepted Jesus and all of us will be given an opportunity at the end of this message, but you're still in this body, so you've been made right, justification, but there's a process of sanctification, becoming more like Christ. But you still have this dead carcass, if you would, with its own sinful desires and, 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 and tendencies and inclinations that you have to watch out for. But Jesus, connection to God, through Christ Jesus, empowered by the Holy Spirit, you will not have a lifestyle of this sin. So even though it would be present, he gives us victory so we are no longer slaves to sin. Children of God will be fruitful. Children of God will be obedient to loving others, truly loving others. And children of God will live a life of freedom. Man, this was a tough message, family. I, I actually asked God several times. Like, I, I'd much rather have come up here. I don't speak here often. Uh, I, I, and, and so, I, man, Christmas trees, lights, like this or that. Like, come on, God. Like, this is a tough message. This is a tough message. And this part right here, this, this, this freedom piece, I was reluctant whether I was going to share it or not. But I have to. I have to. I got to be obedient. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be me that's, that's in front of the Father. It's 1 John 3, 7 through 10. Children of God. We're just talking about a, a lifestyle of freedom from sin. Dear children, do not let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, the habitual sin, practicing sin, it shows they belong to the He's been sinning since the beginning, but the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family, child is born, do not make a practice of sinning because God lives in them. So they can keep on sinning. Now, real quick, when we sin, we have an advocate that he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins if we would confess it. They can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. A lifestyle of freedom or a freedom from a, a lifestyle of sin. And I, I'm sure this message is somewhat convicting. Like if we were to look at the results, like, and, and every one of us have a have an envelope, and that's between you and God, that's not, that's, like if you looked at it, the DNA strands of, of, of freedom, of fruitfulness, of, of obedience, like what would, Mar if Mari was on the platform, and don't worry about it, he'll never be on this platform, <laughs> but if he was on the platform and he said, hey, in the, in the case of, in the case of God, you, the Father. And I got three things for us, guys. I got three things for us. I'm going to put this baby in gear. My, my daughter is in the, uh, uh, in the audience right here. Uh, she has Bible class. And so every time she, she, she sees me, I say, I'm going to preach before I leave. That was for you, uh, Kat. So I'm going to preach before I leave right here. Here we go. Connection. These are things right here that if we would incorporate them and that if we would, we would do this, that the results, wherever you're at now, like if we were to open it up now, but open it up after this fact or after these three things that the results will be in the case of blank. God, you are the father. First thing is connection. Connection. Connection to what? Connection to Jesus. 
I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. That's not a question. That's not a suggestion. A child of God has a connection to God through Christ Jesus. Now, whether you believe it or not, and that's been my prayer, that your hearts would be enlightened, that, that, that the truth, and, and that as I profess God's word and as I preach, that, that you, would, you would believe that. Jesus has a, 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 a beautiful, beautiful illustration of what it looks like to get connected to him and to remain in him. And it's out of John 15. He says, I am the true grapevine, which would indicate what? That there's a counterfeit or counterfeit grapevines. He says, remain in me as I remain in the Father. And if you remain in me, you will bear fruit, lasting fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. And so how do we do that in a practical way? Because, all right, Eddie, yeah, yeah, Jesus, but how do I do it in a practical way? Through his word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word became flesh through his word. Like, you got to open up your Bible. And if you need help with that, listen, I I'm here. We're here. Like, it's okay to not be okay. Like, you guys hear it every single Sunday. It's living and it's active. And that's not us. That's, that's actually the Bible speaking of that. But you need help. Ask somebody. And then the second way is through the local church. Uh, let, let, let me be honest. You, and I, I really believe that God would just move things, move things for us in our favor, like big things, because we have a big God. And he would ordain me to be a pastor. Like God ordained me, God called me. Now he used man, but God called me. And you know what? I really believe this wholeheartedly, that ministry, God knew that ministry would keep me. Because every single time, we have a large church. Every time I bury someone, I'm remembered, I remind myself, and, and God will remind me of how precious life is that tomorrow's promised to no one. That it's so precious that I should love the, the people that God allows me to, to come in contact with. Every time I marry someone, I remember the promises and the, the commitments that I made to my wife 20 years ago. Every time we, we do an outreach like we did last week at our, our Christmas store where hundreds of people are, are going to have Christmas, hundreds of kids because of your generosity will have Christmas. I'm reminded that, that it's through the local church that Jesus, that's where Jesus shines. This is the bride of Christ, the church. And so what's your role in that? What's your role in that, on that connection to get involved? That you would, you come here every single Sunday Go to action steps. Join a team. Like we're not just saying it to say it. That's how you can get connected. Connection. The second piece is release. Release. Every living organism has a release mechanism. Okay? And, and, and I don't know about you. If you've ever had intestinal blockage, you got a problem. You're like you got to go to the CVS. And get the Metamucil. Like you, you got a problem. But that does not compare to heart blockage. And many of us, we have a fence. A fence in our heart that's creating a fence around the heart. And nothing of God is able to come in. So we can't be fruitful. We can't love others. We can't, we can't, we can't live a life of freedom. Because our heart is hardened. God even says it in Scripture. He says, hey, before you come to me, leave your offering here and, 
and go back and, and make that right. And I'm not talking about reconciliation. I'm not talking about restoration. And I don't want to minimize the offense. But you have to release it. You have to. And as I was thinking about this, I thought about the, the, the parable that we spoke of earlier that Jesus hit on. One tree in a garden, meaning that there was, what, more trees. Why was that tree not bearing fruit? Same sun, same soil, same gardener. And so why? Whatever reason, it wasn't getting in. And that's where I was at as well, family. And rightfully so. People do us wrong. They do us dirty. Let's be real. That's, that's what we, this is the world that we live in. But you got to release it. We got to release it. And the third thing is understanding. Understanding. Understanding that God's not mad at you, but that he's madly in love with you. And understanding that it's not you. It's not your works. Let's put this on the screen, Ephesians. Look at this. Look how beautiful this is, family. I, I, just, I hope you receive this. God saved you by his grace when you believed. You can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. So now none of us can boast. For we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus, again, that's, that's the only way so we can do the good things he planned for us long, long ago. I don't get it, but I get that. So all you're saying is an understanding of his goodness and his love and his mercy, that he loved us so much that he would send his son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That he didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him that all may be saved. That although he was equal with God, he, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to, but he comes and abandons his throne and takes up a body and, and walks a perfect life. Takes up a cross for you and me. And the only thing that kept him on there when we were yet sinners, he stayed just like this, pierced for our transgressions. That type of understanding. A child is born. A child is born. And Nicodemus, I don't know if you remember this or not. We don't have time to get here, but this just came to me right now. He says, being born again comes from above. And I hope, like this has been the prayer. I've been up since 40. I've been, I've been just, that, that you would receive that. And God would give me this, this picture of adoption. And I want to I show you a picture here. This is Aiden. Aiden at the age of six was only 23 pounds. Aiden can't see in either eye. Aiden stopped crying around six months because the brain recognized that crying would not get a response from anyone. Alone in an orphanage, fed but only a few nutrients a day, in the Soviet Union, left there by his prostitute mom who abandoned him because of his deformities. 
on the other side of the world here in the U.S., there was a family looking for a child. I could only imagine, like, and, uh, I could only imagine, right? Like, hey, we, man, maybe, maybe is, is, is it a boy or a girl? Is it going to blonde hair? Is it going to be, going to be, you know, should we? And thinking and visualizing their baby. And they come across Aiden. They hear about Aiden. And they were just moved with a love. And they said, no, I got to have, that's my son. That's my son. They, visas and money and, and paperwork and, and dealing with the embassies. And they got their son. And that's what God did for you and for me. That he saw you when you were blinded. He saw you in captivity. He saw you wrapped in sin. He saw you all alone. That when you cried out to man... You've been crying out to man. Nobody's coming, Pastor John. You cry out to God. He loves you. And today is your day that you are born as a son or a daughter of God. Please bow your heads. Close your eyes. I want to give you this opportunity right now. God knew that you would be here. This is not coincidence. This is not luck. Just giving my own story. I shouldn't be here. But I too was blinded. I too was in captivity with sin. And with nowhere to turn, I cried out to this God. And he answered me. I had acknowledged that I was a sinner. Acknowledged that I didn't deserve it. But I had remembered that it was only by faith that if I would just believe that, that he's faithful and just to forgive me. And I want to give you that opportunity right now. If you are ready to accept God as your father by accepting Jesus into your heart right now, so I can pray with you. Or if, you're, if, you, if you've been connected, but, but if we're honest, you've said a prayer, but you're not living a life of fruitfulness. You're still holding on to offense and, and, and unforgiveness and and you're not being obedient and, and loving others. Or you're not living a life of freedom. And you're ready to recommit, get connected once again to your Savior. I'm not going to have you come down. Just right where you're at so I can pray for you if you would raise your hand right now. Man. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Yes. Hallelujah. You can put down your hands. Say a prayer like this. Uh, as I say it out loud, say it in your heart. God, I need you. I acknowledge that you love me. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. Desperate need of a Savior. Jesus, I profess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart that you are Lord. Come into my life. Make me different. Allow me to, to be fruitful in this life, demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit. Allow me to be obedient. Allow me to love others so that they can see you and me. Allow me to live a life of freedom for you. You give us freedom. I pray right now for all of us. We would be a people, God, who are bent towards you.
children that represent who our daddy is in this life. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise in the house, family.